What is up, my Gaggle Geeks, and welcome to a very special episode of Gaggle Geeks, where we've got a couple pieces of news that might be a little bigger in the week that maybe we won't be able to fully cover on Friday. Plus, we've got a review of the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and I have to say, it is one of the best, like, documentary... What's that? Oh yeah, we've got, we've got guests on this episode. You already know this guy. He's my co-host. He's the Scotty Pippen to not saying I'm Michael Jordan, but it's Chaz. What's up, Chaz? Whoa. How quickly have we been demonetized? Well, let's wrap this up so we don't get demonetized. And the next person, he has been a longtime fan of the show and is making his debut, I guess, uh, his second debut on the show to talk about this documentary. It's Jay Moore. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> All right, enough of the ridiculous, I suppose. It's so well, good I to have stretch. you guys. Hold on. Oh, All right. Good. I, I just switched to everyone. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah, I just got to make sure I show that Patrick Beatty's review. Oh, yeah, dude, stand up. Ooh. So I guess yeah. we could, I always wait until the very last minute for this, but let's just start now. Merchandise yes. people, can you please describe to everybody, first of all, let's just say that we we've started <laughs> merchandise we have gaggle of geeks merch we have patrick beta reviews merch we're working on getting something for Chaz. i saw late like a couple days ago you had a really cool design done for you like a like a shining art oh, for you yeah 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 that's uh for another project well it's but, dope yeah. and that artist could possibly make some shirts for us is yeah oh, where yeah, i was yeah. thinking well, and we'll talk, yeah so Jay, what do you, what is your review of the shirt? Uh, what do you think about it? It's from T Public, uh, right? Yeah, it's from T Republic. The shirt is actually quite breathable. It doesn't shrink in the wash or anything like that. Uh, it's very comfortable. The logo isn't too big. It's nice and big, so everyone can see who you're representing on your shirt. It's very nice. It comes in different variations, whether it be a V-neck. It could be a baseball tee. It could be a long sleeve shirt. They even have styles for women. So it's actually not bad. And I plan on getting one for my wife and my son too. Because they also make Patrick Beatty Review cups. What? Yeah, there's a so. lot of weird stuff on there that once you put the logo up, it's just like, would you like it to be a scarf? Or <laughs> right. a coffee mug? Or, they try to like, take your money. <laughs> I know, right? And I, I, no one will buy this, and it'll solely be for my purposes only. But I'm gonna put my dog on a coffee mug, or or on a pillow, or something. Like, oh, start, yeah, start bringing your dog on the podcast, dude. Dude, if she would behave. Problem is, she's she's a she's kind of hates being in this room. Like, I don't know why she mm. just feels cooped up. She doesn't like that it's a little bit elevated. Like, you have to take these weird carved out steps to go mm-hmm. up into the room like there's a door and then half of it is stairs so it's like a little hobbit right. hut she hates it because mm. she can't get down and she's too tiny so yeah we'll see how that happens but let's move over to and you know i don't, I don't have any stories up the first story that i want to talk about because it's been getting bigger and bigger today and i've wanted to avoid this shit, but we're going to talk about the snyder cut because it's it's gonna happen at least i can i will say that 
with more surety than I think I've ever had for this. Uh, me and Chaz have covered this for a while, but Jay, I want to get your thoughts on the Snyder Cut, and I, I want to know what your thoughts on with this new trend coming out that HBO and Zack Snyder might have reached a deal. There may have been a screening that happened a few days back. Uh, it happened back in February from what sources actually say. I actually done some research on this, and it's supposedly supposed to come out on either HBO Max or the DC Universe app, you know, to go along with the whole DC thing. Um, I'm not quite sure if that's going to happen or not. I'm still, you know, rolling the dice on that one. So, you know, I'd say we'll for sure it's HBO Max. Like, I mean, it, it would be cool when they're releasing that. That's coming out in like a couple weeks. And right. And it, it would be cool if it came out on HBO Max, even though I'm probably not going to wind up getting it because I have way too many streaming services to begin with. But um, mm. I totally agree with the HBO Max move. I think it'd be a good move for WB to do that, uh, considering everything going on in movie theaters. It's not like it can be released in movie theaters. So, you know. Mm-hmm. You think this is enough to make more of a profit launching HBO Max, Chaz, or is this kind of, is this going to be a full movie? Is it, or is this going to be, cut? someone keeps saying it's a mini series. Some, some people are tweeting out, they're going to do a mini series yeah. about it, but what do you think? Uh, I don't know how you do a mini series about the Snyder Cut. Because I know that the director's cut was like, what, two and a half hours long? Almost three hours long? And the Snyder Cut's probably like around that. With less studio involvement, so I don't know how you make a that. Is true. that. Right. Um, I, I read that too. Yeah, it might do. I. It might be a good move for it to go on HBO, like you said, because it's a launch. But I. I don't know. I don't know many people who have the DC app, like Jay was talking about. So oh, like, I. I had the trial, but got rid of it quickly. Oh, I. I got it, and it's amazing. You still have it? <laughs> okay, yes. But I've heard for the comics, it's great, right? Oh, for the comics, it's great. Um, for the TV shows and cartoons, they're great. The animations are spectacular. All I hear a new... lot about Harley Quinn, the, yeah. the Kaylee Cuoco Harley Quinn yeah. anime it's, series is good. It's, it's kind of like Family Guy, right? Good. Yeah, it's kind of like Family, family Guy, Guy with Batman. Not. Right. And on top of that, you got the shows like Swamp Thing and, and stuff like that. That's if you're into comics and stuff like that, which was spectacular. Um, but yes, I actually look at that app at least twice a week, along with my other streaming service lineups that I have to watch. I want to get my money's worth. It's only seven ninety nine a month. So, well, let me that. be clear because what I'm what I'm thinking with the Snyder Cut isn't that like I'm exhausted that it's coming out and I don't want to see it. it. Quite the opposite, in fact. I've been super excited for it for a very mm-hmm. long time, but I'm so done with the toxic fan base side of this I, that God, I agree. decided to go ape shit on any little thing and i had this happen today with marvel side but with dc it is very prominent in fact i think I it, they probably bleed into each other in the same in the same sense do you think that them releasing and I, i'll i'll give this to chaz do you think that releasing that this is only going to fuel that fire for the toxic fan base oh, or can definitely. we all get along and coexist and be like this wasn't as shitty as Joss Whedon's. Well, the, the, because the, the toxic fan base is going to resort to, told you it existed, told you so, what now? Told you so, what does Marvel have? Absolutely nothing. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck this shit! Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the DC right there, dude. Yep. Listen to me! Listen to me! Fuck this shit! 
fuck you. Oh. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one yet. <laughs> the, 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 oh, the fuck you, I'm trying to help you, motherfucker, is pretty much what we're all trying to tell to the toxic fan base, being like, look, you can chill the fuck out. <laughs> I'm yeah, confused because I never went to, to school. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. I just... <clears throat> I don't like the toxicity of, yes, the whole I told you so thing is warranted for people like John Campia, who has been like very much like, you people are idiots who think that this is coming. And it's been like completely like maybe being rude and abusive towards this fan base that maybe men made some, I'm going to go Batman v Superman, made some men turn cool. You know, like from the, <laughs> no, fuck. All right. But I think that it turned half the fan base into sour pusses, especially when they saw the whole thing with like the critics hating Batman v Superman leading into it. They already had a chip on their shoulder. They hated that Joss Whedon was involved. Where do they go from here? Will they continue any of this or is this just for funsies? You know, that's a great question. It's hard to say. It could be 50-50. They would need something other than their two biggest ones, which would be Aquaman and Wonder Woman right now to really kind of bring it together. Like give us a flash movie that you said you guys were going to do. Hell, you could even give us the Green Lantern Corps that was supposed to come out a long time ago. Just pick Jon Stewart or someone other than, you know, Ryan But that's Reynolds. coming to HBO Max too as a miniseries. Oh, is it? Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, that's one of the oh. announced shows that they had when they were presenting yeah. everything. So that is coming. But, dude, that's one of the parts of the Snyder Cut that is missing, that there was a lot more Green Lantern in this. Particularly right. the scene where we all thought that it was um, um, Alfred speaking to Superman when he had come to Wayne Manor in Dead of Night just before all of the shit started breaking loose. Right. But apparently it was Green Lantern. Like, that's what Zack Snyder kind of hinted at. There's also Martian Manhunter that's going to be involved Ooh, in this. Apparently, John Jones. It, well, apparently John Jones is the uh, fans are going to hate me for this, but the uh, general in uh, Man of Steel. How dare you? Yeah, yeah right? that's so mad, yeah. right? Mm. Oh no, he's not that a general. He's a colonel. Upset. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he's Can't a sergeant. You see God that? damn it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's Who's awesome. the boogeyman? <laughs> you figure it out. Yeah, I'm, Baba Yaga. But I'm very, <laughs> I'm very excited for this though. I'm really excited yeah. if it's because I don't know, maybe this is a Sonic the Hedgehog situation, right? But instead of putting a coat of paint on just a CG character, they're just gonna splash everything onto a whole movie. Right. It's possible. It could be that way, but. I'm just going to wait patiently like everyone else. I'm not going to be one of those fanboys to just start cringing all over the place and start throwing toxicity everywhere. I'm a patient guy when it comes to movies I want to see. So I'm going to take my time and let them perfect what they need to perfect and get it right. And then sample the product after you review it. Mm. Do you yeah. think, okay, let's add a little bit more to speculation then. All right. Snyder cut. Do you think that wasn't a thing initially until like this theory went around that it was, and then Zack Snyder had this idea that it could be a thing? Mm, good question. So are, I guess that's forever? a that's a. Let me ask you this: Are you assuming that the cut's already been done, or are you saying that the fan base 
inspired a cut. Fan base inspired the cut. I don't think it inspired a cut. I think Snyder had everything in the bag ready to go. You think? Okay. Besides the I, special I effects, but they hated it probably. Whoever were the suits that already had issue with Batman v Superman probably looked at Justice League going, "Oh, it's way darker." the fuck did you do we needed to be lighter and then tragedy struck to which they were like now really what do we do which no one can blame for that it's a horrible thing yeah then they bring joss whedon in which to a suit that makes the most sense let's bring in the guy that did avengers first time it worked hopefully it works the second time but they gave him carte blanche on everything and he just fucked with too much stuff so that's where i hope the snyder cut redeems a lot of stuff where right. we get a true like tonal sequel to Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I agree with that. I can see that, yeah. What do you think? Everyone? <laughs> Hypothetically? Leave a comment down below. Let us know. Be nice. Don't go crazy on us, okay? Right. We're not yeah. I'm broke will- as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. I don't know why that was Pat, this one. That Patrick, sounds about right. <laughs> let's, let's have you uh, answer a question real quick. Okay. Ooh. Since you kind of got into it on Twitter with what was the <laughs> best origin story for Marvel, what's the best origin Are we gonna story do this? for DC? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the weird thing about DC. There's really only been, like, there's only really been one or two origin movies, right? They've brought in a lot of characters, but Batman v Superman isn't really an origin film for a Batman movie. No. Or, or like Suicide Squad isn't really an origin film for Harley Quinn, but Shazam. We got who? Who do, you, who do we have there? We got Joker. Do we include Joker? No. No. Well, I hate not, that. I want to include Joker. I would like to include it, but it's not part of the canon. You can't. It is too. They just made it last year. Oh. Yeah, are they making universe. a sequel? Isn't that a thing? So it's its own universe in it's the DC own, realm. Right. It's the dark reverse. It's like it's like how darker Universal's, than Zack Snyder's. It's well, crazy no, that they like did that, right? They went right. darker dark than universe. Zack Snyder, and we're like, yeah, <laughs> we like that. I'm all for it. Zack Snyder's like, fuck. Yeah, win anything. The pitch for the Joker was like, imagine Taxi Driver, but with the Joker. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. King of Comedy too. Yep. All movies are derivative of all movies. And I would rather a superhero movie take inspiration from some of the best film Scorsese has ever done than to try to do your paint by numbers superhero origin story. That's fair. That's, That's just yeah. me. A lot of people got mad about that. I don't think it's a big deal. As long as you're not doing a complete copy ripoff of it, like you just you cut to one point and he's in like an army jacket and a big mohawk. <laughs> just like <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. But then now we're uh, doing injustice uh, here. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> but there, to be honest, though, there's a transformation at the end. I don't know. There's, there's, there's parallels to it. I like it. It rhymes. Um, but let's move on to the next story, and then we will get to the review. So this kind of works with the review because it ties in with uh, basketball. I guess LeBron James teams up for a new basketball movie, Hustle. And this is going to be the next film that Adam Sandler is going to be doing uh, after mm-hmm. Uncut Gems. Now, I think this is interesting because Adam Sandler was very adamant on making the worst film that could ever be made 
if he did not get a nomination for the Oscars. And that did come to pass, didn't happen. So is this the worst thing that's coming? Is this the one? With LeBron James, I have no idea, but basketball movie, LeBron is already doing Space Jam 2. Jay, what do you think already doing? He's already doing Space Jam 2. This is actually the first I've heard of Adam Sandler doing a movie with LeBron James. Um, I think they make a pretty good uh, duo. It's kind of like Bill Murray and Michael Jordan in the original Space Jam. So who knows? You know, it, it could happen. Oh, my happen. God. What if that actually happens? Right? Like, think They're about filming it. Space Jam 2, right? They're still filming uh, it? They're, they're, it's still actually being somewhat written. Okay. There hasn't been there hasn't been a confirmation that the script has been finished yet. How much um, how much money are we betting on this, or ooh. or I guess how much because I think you really just called it. I, I'll Adam say Sandler's going to be in this movie in Space Jam Two. If he's in Space Jam Two, then I guess I should become a movie critic. <laughs> Bro, if you're if you're on here and you've said one opinion about the Snyder Cut, you're a critic. <laughs> that's Fair that's enough. the measurement now, you know. All like right, nobody, all right. we, we, sim- we simple bitches. We ain't trying to. song. <laughs> but this is a new movie that's coming out. Uh, Jeremiah Zagar, who helmed the acclaimed film, We the Animals. It's from hmm. Netflix, uh, of course, because that's where everything's coming from. Right that's now. where everything's coming from. So let me ask you this. With LeBron James doing Space Jam and also having a, backlog of more comedic roles where do you think he's going on this do you think he's going to be more of the straight man to adam sandler or maybe they do a flipsy doozy because lebron's capable of being more comedic i think he has the potential to be more comedic as we've seen in some of his videos that he actually posts on youtube and stuff like that so he's funny he is funny he is a funny guy but um pairing him up with adam sandler don't know how that's going to mix. It's like uh, Ebony and Ivory there. I just... Mm. Well, don't bring color into it, Jay. I'm Jesus. 50, I'm 50-50 on it is what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to get all dark and morbid on it. Like, it could either work out well or it, it won't. You know what I mean? So, oh, for sure. Well, what do you think? Do you think they're going to go... Is this going to be the new Chris Farley, David Spade? <laughs> oh, man. You can't even put that in the same category. That... I'm ashamed you that you said that. Yeah, you You're ashamed. I'm ashamed. No, I died I, inside. <laughs> well, well, hold on, because that it's just an unfair comparison. Because Chris Farley and David Spade are Chris so amazing, right? I hope that's what you just were were upset yes, yes, about. Yes, yes. Okay, that, good. That's because that's what, what I'll be. Because if it was the opposite, <laughs> I was kind of worried it was the other way, and I was like, "Fuck, are we gonna have to go now? Like, is this right? is it on? Like, <laughs> oh yeah." Um, well, I think yeah. that's, I guess that's all we can uh, cover for this. And uh, Chaz, I kind of want you to be more of the moderate in this one since you've not seen The Last Dance and we have seen uh, me. I, I made Jay. Let's it rephrase done? it. Uh, yes, it uh, just wrapped up last night. Just last night. And um, it's a 10 episode arc. Kind of tracks through his entire career, pretty much. Um, and uh yeah i I made jay watch it i i want to know first of all jay what what were you thinking like going into this if this was what i don't know i when i initially saw the 
previews and heard about this from multiple sources, I was like, all right, I'll give it a shout out. But during the time, you know, considering we're in a pandemic, I was doing other things. And then, you know, I was like, well, let me give it a shot. And then that's when you kind of brought it up. I was actually going to start watching it that day, actually. So it kind of worked out perfect. Um, going into it, though, I didn't know how to perceive it because I've always seen I've seen Michael Jordan's career from technically when I was two to three years old. He joined the league in 84 ish. I was born in 86. So I've been watching basketball just about my entire life. So I've seen this man's career go from his most epic to his most low. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. Um, Were you always this, a big fan of him? I have always been. I, I am a fan of Michael Jordan. I do consider him to be the greatest, but I can't sit there and say the greatest of all time. I Oh, spicy. Because yes, that's all I, this documentary was trying to be like. Like my, right. Michael Jordan through the whole thing, he was like, look, we and all the, are the and, greatest of all time. Like he always and, starts everything with that premise. <laughs> okay. Right. I have to give that greatest of all time award a tie. He is part of the greatest of all time award for me, but I have to give it to Kobe Bryant as well. Mm. Who also made an appearance in this documentary he shortly. Did. And, and, when, and it was so great. That's the cool thing about this documentary is it's, it's detailing not just his experience, but they had a full documentary crew get un, unprecedented access to the bulls, to their right. coaches, to everything. And, and it through their championships, they filmed everything. So you really get to see what Michael Jordan was like as a team player and as like somebody that was just a disciplinary to all of his teammates. Like he as was a one jerk. of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just was, call it. <laughs> like people when they talk about it, and it's weird because this is the only part where Michael Jordan gets super emotional. He doesn't do it throughout most of the time, including when his dad dies, um, which is a part of the story that is pretty good. Yeah. But there, there's a part where. Um, they're talking about if the players that he worked with kind of never got that side of him of being a nice person. And did he not like that he was always perceived as that? And he almost broke down because he was like, if you don't want to play the game like that, get the hell out of here. Get the like, hell out Jesus of here. Christ. I can't be with – and I would get out of there. Like, that's intense. Right. And as I was watching it, I, I'm looking at his – his come up, his struggles, what it took for him to become the best man to play basketball with and against. Uh, I look at this documentary as it is my own life. The only difference between me and Michael Jordan is I'm not famous and I only have $17 in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, it's like, I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at. I'm in an 850 square foot apartment with me, my wife, and my son. I've worked numerous jobs. I'm only 34 years old and I've only had 50 jobs. That's a lot for one person to have. I've been working since I was 14 years old. So to see his struggle, to see where he's come from, what he worked hard for to where he's at, I cried after episode one, all the way till it ended this morning when I watched it, when I finally finished it, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was really good. 
Uh, Jess, have you, because here's the thing. I'm going to be honest, and I'm not going to pretend like I have, know anything that I'm talking about when it comes to basketball. I don't know shit. Like, all I know is what was in this documentary. And I almost considered doing a stupid sketch about somebody that just came <laughs> back from watching it and is, like, totally, like, I know everything now. <laughs> right. But, Jess, were you always a fan of – were you a fan of basketball? Uh, yeah, I, I actually know. I actually played um, – from like what? Grade, That's dope. Yeah, I was like, I was the center. Um, I can't like after you don't play for a while though, like you lose all what you gained, and now like playing it, like it kicks me in the ass. <laughs> they no, that's they go true. through that with the documentary because they not only do they go through uh, like his career, they go through the parts where he retired and went into baseball instead, right. Mm-hmm. Right. and got trained completely differently. And when he came back to the game. There was just no way that he could win. Like, he was winded completely, and then he had to come back the next time for the championships. But the thing that I loved about, like, all of his comeback stuff is it was only, always when he thought he was slighted. Like, uh-huh. if somebody had said something like, I might be better than Michael Jordan, and it just cuts to him going, all right. yep, all right. All right, work. I got you. And then it just goes, he then scored 34 points against them, and they never scored another point. And they never in the scored another game. point in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Every time that's the same story, is that he proceeded to kick the shit out of them. And the, the documentary really proved how great of a player he was, how much the comebacks he would make just to prove his point. I'm the greatest, and you're not taking that away from me. If you want to take that away from me, then you need to get on my level and do it. What was your favorite episode? Oh, sorry, Chas, go ahead. Well, does it cover certain games then? Like certain highlights? It does. It goes through the championships. Um, It it kind of starts in from what it took them to get to the playoffs of that championship and then the championships themselves. And then interlaced between that is like the story components of them training, spotlights on the players. So you get a lot of spotlights on like Scottie Pippen. Okay. who mm-hmm. I referenced in the beginning of this right. is basically like his, his uh, support network right. at the beginning. Like the team was pretty much planned around Michael Jordan, but Scottie Pippen was able to be like his number two guy and also stand out in front of, in front of Jordan. In a lot of cases, he was one of the, they invented a new position, right? Based the, tri- the triangle offense uh, is what Phil Jackson had originally come up with for the team to actually, um, you know, make their plays work, as also referenced by Will Smith in Suicide Squad, might I ask. But, um, <laughs> oh, shit. How did you get a DC movie into this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there. But, yeah, it was it was based off of that because – <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, like, it, it was so great how Phil Jackson came up with the way 33 different ways you could do this, and it works every time. We saw him, how he did it with the 91-92 Lakers. I mean, uh, 91-92 Bulls. And then we also saw him do it again with Kobe Bryant and Shaq in the early 2000s when he became head coach for Los Angeles Lakers, which most people didn't really know about until Phil Jackson came back. I didn't know that. And I'm not going to pretend like I did know that because Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, man. You, you got me talking on some other stuff, man. We get, you need to, that's why I, 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 like, that's why 
we, we we had another person on, but I don't want to get into it because we're likely going to reschedule and it's going to be awesome. But right. I was going to have everyone on to just be like, please tell me things. I want to know things. Right. So this is great. My so, favorite person to watch of the side characters in this, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman is fucking crazy, dude. Oh, man. He's so Dennis weird. Dennis Rodman was a trip. He's so weird. So I, I want to give some some things to chat. So um, Dennis Rodman, first of all, Carmen Electra is in this documentary quite a bit. Because Carmen she was Electra? His, yeah, she was Carmen his girlfriend he, through all yeah, of this. she dated him. And so most okay. of the time, she was just like, it was a liability with him. <laughs> it was really funny. Like they always, they always cut to her, and she was like, "I hid in the closet because I was afraid uh, that someone would see me." She was like, like, "I didn't, I didn't want Michael Jordan to see me." You know, like because this. Dennis Rodman I, would be on late night bingers. He wouldn't tell anybody where he was going, and just go do whatever. And by whatever, I mean he became a pro wrestler over a weekend. He just showed up at WWE. Joined with Hulk Hogan and Actually, just started beating the crap out of people. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a fan no, of that no, no. too. No, no, correct me on all of this, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was he showed up at WCW Monday really Night Nitro, <laughs> and he really did show his ass. Let's just put it that way. When he was supposed to be at practice, so the the organization for the Bulls gave him 48 hours. They didn't know what happened to him because Michael Jordan's like, you're not gonna get him back. I'm telling you that right now. You're not going to get him back. He disappeared for over 100 hours, missed a couple of practices, missed one game too, and then all of a sudden came back like nothing ever happened and played the game like a freaking defensive beast. Like you couldn't stop. Like here's how I look at the Chicago Bulls during that time frame. Michael Jordan is Superman. Scottie Pippen is Batman. And Robin would be Dennis Rodman, but not the Robin that we're all thinking. He's the Red Hood. This Robin is terrifying and gets right. lots of hot girlfriends. <laughs> exactly. So it's I weird pretty much Robin. put that, I mean, I, I know it's such a weird category, but that's how it kind of played out to me. Okay. Because See, it, when he left, Scottie Pippen took over, which means Batman was number one, which today Batman is the number one superhero, even in comic books. So it kind of just works out that way. You know what I mean? He could work out as a Red Hood. I'll give him that. Right. That's why I said he's the Red Hood of Chicago Bulls, where it's like, damn, you don't listen to anybody, but when you show (laughs) up, you show up. What can we say? Exactly. That's all. That's pretty much what his character is. Definitely. Um, What was your favorite playoff or 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 showcase? Because they they kind of section it off. Um, I I want to talk about the ending part with Utah because. We need to make apologies, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, saying, no, no. Saying, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not saying that we're we we poisoned Michael Jordan, but we might have poisoned Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay, we, we could talk about the fan base of Utah too, because that could be very interesting. Well, yeah. But Jay, what was your um what was your favorite playoff? I guess uh, growing up, like from the documentary, how they covered it versus when you saw it, what was what was the best? For me, I think what will stick out to me was the ninety-three when the ninety-three playoff game or or the finals game actually, when he won the trophy with his dad there. Um when he won his his uh his last trophy 
before they found out that his father was murdered. Um, I think oh, that, not the one after you were thinking, not the one after. No, mm. I'm talking about the one where his dad was there when he was hugging the trophy and his dad was there. Um, I only say that because right around that time I had lost my own mother and that was a really strong connection for me. Um, I felt that, like I said, after episode one, man, I was crying every episode in, until this ended because it was so, so much in tune with what I have gone through. So I would have to say that was my favorite moment of the entire series of, of this whole entire 10 hour documentary that took me two days to finish this, this, this was the one that that was it. They do such a good job of the emotional beats, not like making them ham fisted, but like you see Michael Jordan's actual reaction and maybe it's not what people are expecting with him to be bawling his eyes out in fact, a lot of the time, he, he seems pretty withholding. Uh, he even, had, he of, even had to take a break in between all of it, yeah. Even defensive to a point where you hear him being like, look, I didn't have to do this. And, right. and, it, and it just shows, like, just what a, what a, like, a champ he is when it comes to, even in stuff like, like an interview where he's going to be going through some hard stuff, he, he still likes to remind you that, like, you know, he plays this I, game and he's in control of it, you know? Exactly. I think, like, the, and I guess we'll, I'll talk about the Utah stuff. Well, sorry, anything else? Uh, no, actually, uh, I was going to ask you what, uh, what was your favorite episode or, or favorite section of this documentary? Because this is pretty much broken down into to 10 parts. So that's why I was like, well, what's your favorite part? What was, hmm. what was the one that stuck out for you that was like? I'm looking I'm through the about. episode guides just to kind of see. I think the the parts that were the most interesting to me, because the championships, like for the most part, it, it, it's a pretty repetitive process. Mm. Michael Jordan gets upset. Somebody gives him a slight. They immediately win the championship. And it's like the same music themes and stuff. But anytime it cut into Michael Jordan talking about the press and the media and the way that he was yeah. treated by that, that stuff was insane to think about. Because you think like in a lot of cases that back before all of this crazy shit was going down mm -hmm. the, the press at least they had someone to look up to and it wasn't so much let's try to get him but they tried to really they mess really with him tried, yeah, they when really it came to his, his gambling which again you you can have your own opinion on what you think about that it oh. wasn't worth what they were putting out for it as well as insinuating that it had something to do with his father's death was crazy that was so disrespectful and the media knew what the hell they were talking about they knew damn well they shouldn't even said anything that that would even push the envelope of that especially now that you have the league involved i was pissed when i saw that i wasn't just crying because of what had happened to his father but i was crying because you see how much of the media beat him down and even to this day jordan's what in his 60s now going on 70s he's still getting barrauded by the media even till this day and it's just like i understand he's the greatest man of all time but they also did the same thing to kobe bryant they're doing it to lebron james now they're you know they're doing it to all these other athletes now and it's just like they're normal people just like you and i so if if I want to sit there and, you know, bet a couple of hands while I'm on the back of a plane, then that's my business. What I do with my money, as long as I know what I'm doing with it, it doesn't matter what y'all think. 
but I shouldn't have to sit here and fight and clear my name because you feel like this is linked to my father's murder when I had nothing to do with that. I was waiting to see if my dad was going to show up and he didn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. that's, that's heart-wrenching to me. You know what I mean? Like, that that's rough. But this was, yeah. It, it's Sorry, I got so that, emotionally invested in that. I, I, like, it's a good <laughs> rant, dude. I like rants. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Listen to me! Doing that. No, man. <laughs> it's true. Like, the, the way that they handled it was totally uncalled for. But the, the thing that was most uncalled for, in my opinion, is what they left out in this documentary. You know what I'm talking Ooh. about, right? They left out a lot. The Haynes commercials. Right, the Haynes commercials. That's they all mentioned, I want. I, yeah, they Chad, mentioned don't look Nike. Like that. <laughs> no, um, I'm just kidding. I, I, that was a joke. I don't want them to go in-depth about the Haynes commercials. That's all I care about. I'm wearing Hanes socks right now. Maybe but, I wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored by Hanes, by the way. Right? Not sponsored by Hanes. By, but if they are interested, we are willing to listen <laughs> to them through their mouth. Yeah. Stand up again, Jay. Okay. Stand up again. Look, Hanes, the comfort. I bet that's a Hanes shirt. Uh, actually, no, it is not. I wish it was. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it is fucking Jay. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Don't pay attention to my moves. Oh, and, there, and there's my family in the background, just so y'all wonder. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, man. I, I freaking love this documentary. What are you going to – I don't really rate these things, but I would say as far as entertainment goes, I do not sit down and watch sports stuff. That's not my thing. And this, this had me on the edge of my seat from start to finish. This is a documentary you can binge watch and not feel gross or weird about like Joe exotic. Mm-hmm. You're oh, actually man, going to feel inspired every time you watch this. And uh, yeah, persistence, the, the mental fortitude that this guy had all mm-hmm. showcased in this documentary. I had a blast. Right. I'm actually giving this documentary a, uh, a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah. I'd give it that. Because it it showed, it definitely showed what a man can go through to achieve his dream and goals. And I, and I hope people who watch this get inspired like Michael Jordan was inspired. He inspired himself to become the greatest of all time. He worked his ass off to become the greatest of all time. So if he can do that, then my son Luther can do that. I can do that. I'm doing it right now with you on this podcast. Like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, Gaggle of Geeks. Gaggle of Geeks can do that. And I'm repping the merch. Don't We're repping the merch. Stand Don't. up, Jay. Stand up yes. again, Jay. Look at that shirt. Woo. Yes. I'm just kidding. It's, I love that <laughs> I could just see that. It's so cool. But no, um, man, you're so right. It, yeah, I'll stand by your rating, too. I'll give it the same thing, 9.5. Chaz, was this enough to make you want to watch any of this? Yeah, actually, I like sports. I I do like basketball. It's one oh, I I feel bad for you in trying to paint it in it in a different way. <laughs> like you totally came up with I play basketball, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but I we mean, do need I'll, to talk about that Utah situation, though. Yeah. Oh no, I was about to clear right past it. <laughs> real, real quick, though, I just want to say, um, so Jay, you were talking, so you watched these when you were younger, right? Like all the championships. Yeah, I I watched most of these games with my father. Uh, we're very sports oriented family. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan and a Houston Rockets fan. My dad's a Patriot. My brother's a Cowboy. My grandma's a Charger. My wife's mom, my mother-in-law, is a 49er. Like, it's all spread out. So every year I love that. for 17 weeks, I am mortal enemies 
with everyone <laughs> in my family. That includes my friends that I play fantasy football with, period. That's the only time in my marriage that I can watch TV and not be bothered by anything. It's part of my marriage contract. So I'm very in tune with sports and, and all this other good stuff. So, yes. Okay. Because so growing, so I was born in 94. So I was oh. very, I, I don't remember any of the championship games. And my, my, how I know Mike or Michael Jordan is through Space Jam. <laughs> Yo! As, 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 as most of you guys would during that right. time frame. And so he, he's always been like a legacy. Uh, like, you know, we've always heard about him growing up. Like we just like mm-hmm. stepped to the fact that he's like a god in basketball. Like not really paying attention to that. But I, since I always attach uh, Space Jam to him, the fact that like the song like I believe I can fly right and like he like oh god like, I know cringe oh, <laughs> hear me out hear me out it's inspiring <laughs> no 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 hear me out hear me out because the whole thing in the movie is like yeah he could fly right like he had to believe in uh-huh. himself essentially and that's the message that he still gives now especially this documentary is what it seems like is that there's that message of you know you have to work hard to get it and like when you get there it's worth it kind of thing and that's so it's i've had the same message from him even though not knowing like watching in those games necessarily does that make sense yeah um and i actually i owned so when gamecube first came out i owned a nba game where he was actually on the wizards first off congratulations for gamecube (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right i think it was like 2003 was but 2003. He, he, he was on the wizards for that and that really confused me for the longest time because i had no idea that he even came back out of retirement yeah he what he initially did was he came back after retirement uh because he felt like he he might have still had a little bit more to give not to mention he actually owned part of the team so oh he did yes after Ooh. before he uh before he became a player for the Wizards, he owned the team. Oh. <laughs> so uh, he owned part of the team. And actually to this day, I believe he owns the Charlotte Bobcats, which I believe is yep. a uh, WNBA team. So, um, yeah. Yeah, he definitely uh, wanted to see if he still had it with some of these young Thundercats, as he would call it. Dan, does that make me old now that I'm saying that? No, not at all. No, but I just, okay, cool. I, 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 so I think it's cool how he still continues to inspire like in different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a presence about him. He does. And like, like Patrick was saying, like the Haynes commercials were like famous throughout like the 2000s, you know. Wait till I get my Haynes on you. What if they exactly. had that part and like he was like, take that out right now? <laughs> and, <laughs> right? I, and I remember like my, like, my that's dad, it. my dad was talking about when he used to watch those games and he, uh, was just like no player will ever amount to that. Like, literally, he is the greatest. And there's like, only you one dig other into it. You're like, that. you're like, how? Like, how is he the greatest? He just like you. You have to see it to believe it. Like, there's no way in hell anybody you, can pull that off. If like, you grew up in the time frame where I did watching these games, it was a show every time. Yep, Michael Jordan that, was on TV. That's exactly that, what he said. Yeah, every time he put he didn't just fulfill entertainment for the United States, this man did it worldwide. Even the dream team in the Olympics, he did it worldwide. And that's just something that's very hard to come by. There's only one other man that comes close to him and God rest his soul is be Kobe Bryant. We'll disagree. 
but <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on that. All right. I'm, I'm let's kind of let's the, let's the talk about um let's talk about utah now like yeah. yeah we'll close out with the apology so <laughs> what maybe we poisoned him just a little bit no i'm just kidding yeah seriously no. of all the championships it. the one thing <laughs> that was that was consistent was that like everyone just wanted to see michael and then nobody was like like there was a lot of people like we'll get you guys we hate the bulls and the teams had like their contentions the Utah team themselves did not like do the elbowing and stuff that like the Pacers that the or, Pistons or, other... or the Pacers did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't like that, but their fans, and that's where I have to say because I've been to a Jazz game, I've been in that arena, I know what our fans are like. We're assholes. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, Big that's just that's assholes. like that's saying the same thing about teams out here, like in Los Angeles, you know, with the Lakers or even with the San Antonio Spurs or, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Every team arena is bad. I mean, Ooh, but but here's the thing. I, I'm going to def- I'm not going to defend myself because not many stadiums have to put Michael Jordan's kids underneath the stadium because they're afraid to bring them out. That's true too. And they did that here at the Delta Center. They so, they did do that there. And yeah, and the right. fact the weird the weird coincidence that the one pizza place that's open and I also thought it would be hilarious to do a sketch of me being the pizza guy that that gave him right the there. pizza. He got a pizza super late at night at the last no was it the last game. It was uh, the second to last game. Mm. And. Um, he ate at midnight, got food poisoning throughout the entire night. He couldn't walk. Like, he barely barely stand. And once the game got in, he still kicked everybody's ass. Like, right. And the crazy thing about it is... there five people that showed up yeah, with the pizza. There, there wasn't one delivery guy. There was five people. So they knew it was Michael Jordan. What if right. these guys were basketball fans? And I'm just saying. I'm just Right. And how would you even know where he's staying? Like I know. I just, I just don't understand. How can you be so low? And you know what? Those people are probably still alive today. To well, I wonder if one of them was watching it and they were like, and they're, "Oh shit, we made it onto the documentary." Dove, <laughs> I poisoned Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's like, "I, I wonder if this guy's <laughs> oh shit, smoke. I was so happy at that day. I was so happy. I was so excited to see him." Yeah, we want that championship though. <laughs> so yeah, Utah. Look, I was I was always I was raised in a basketball family in the sense that we watched it, and I played it in elementary school. But that's certainly not any of the in the thing with you guys. I just loved grabbing the ball and shooting it from wherever I was, and then got the ball, boom. But with um, this, we always hear Stockton to Malone. Like that was our big, yeah. Yep. That was the big thing with us and Mill man. Yep, Stockton yep. and Carl Malone, they were Utah's Michael Jordan. Yeah, they, like they they were, were Utah's Michael Jordan, and and they were good representatives. Our fan base, though, my God, right? Did, did, and, I, did I tell you I met Carl Malone once? Like really? Two two years ago. Ooh, I was really? Elevator, I was on an elevator with him, and like he's tall and yeah. He's like almost like um, probably like what mid fifties, early sixties almost at that time. Yeah, and but he's still very fit. Mm. And oh, dude, he looked at me and like I knew who he was, right? And I'm like starstruck, like I can't say anything. Like I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet and be like, "Yep, I'm in this elevator with Carl Malone." And he looks at me and he's like, "How are you doing?" 
And I was like, oh shit. Good. You just start laughing <laughs> like, like I'm gonna lose my mind. I was like, I was like, good. And then like I like totally like ran off the elevator at the wrong exit just because I was so nervous. Oh nice. I had to call my right. friend up like, dude. But right. and then yeah. was like, what's wrong with that kid? <laughs> <laughs> I got a chance to uh actually meet him as well a long time ago when he came to Los Angeles and uh-huh. um they shut down Disneyland Park for him and his family to Holy go and shit. enjoy. But when he got there, it had uh, Carl in big letters instead of Disneyland there oh. welcoming him to Los Angeles, which was pretty cool. And yes, you are right. For a man that age, he is fit as <laughs> fuck. Okay? I'm not going to lie. And he is tall. Like man, you, thought, dude, you like- thought Shaq was tall? Nah, man. Nah, not even on his good day of eating his Wheaties would he ever be as tall as Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. There's no this way. This has been such a good conversation with you two. I, 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 I really appreciate all of your insight, Jay. Like, particularly with, like, it. We didn't, we didn't grow up being able to comprehend this, you know? Right. We, right. Only, we always knew Space Jam was our thing, and... And yeah, so I feel I, bad because I, I feel old now because you guys were like 90, you're like 94 kids. I'm How an was it when they invented fire, Jay? <laughs> I don't know. That's old. That's older than me, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> I got to ask my dad about that when he's a 60s cat. <laughs> so, here's the question that we have to like ask each and every single one of us. Okay? Is the, end, the right. final question? What is it? The last one. Let's do it. If, I swear to God, if you bring this shit up, <laughs> you believe you can fly. Ray uh, was inspired by Michael Jordan. And is that me? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, what is it? What was no, that? Believe, the actual you, question? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. Oh, my God. We can't, we can't end it on that note. <laughs> I love doing those at the same time. That kind of makes it even better, right? Right. You know what we're going to do? You know what I'm going to do? We're going to do a walk off. So I'm going to go ahead and thank everybody for watching. Please comment and subscribe, like the podcast, check out the merch, follow these two awesome people for joining. Uh, Chaz, where can the people find you? On Twitter and Instagram at your boy Chadswick. Jay Moore, thank you so much, my man. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You can find me under Jay Moore on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube under Jay.Moore and Instagram at Jay.Moore021. Awesome. Thank you again, everybody. And as always, we will see you at the next review. All right.